Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Local Earshot Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by 13th Step Tone Solutions and More Bands Media. That is me, Brad Biggs, with 13th Step Tone Solutions, and Jonathan Grissom with More Bands Media. Jonathan, how you doing, man? I'm good, good. Man, it's been a... Uh, it's been a, a second quarter of this year is really uh, becoming a firestorm. Uh, got a lot going on, man. Uh, trying to make the move into video. That's yeah. that's we're coming along with it, but uh, definitely something we we're, we're going to have nailed down by the end of this year. That's our big plan. But we got a couple of cameras. We're trying to figure it out. So bear with us, people. We're we we. We wanted to get Nikki on camera, but she probably didn't want that anyway. So, Nikki, how you doing, girl? Good, I'm good. We do have to kind of start this off with a bit of a bummer. I don't know if you knew her, but Jennifer Ashford. I did uh, not know her. I did not know her personally, but I know I, we have a lot of mutual friends, and and uh, I know she was a singer and she worked in the local scene, and uh, she passed away this week. And I saw a bunch of condolences rolling in, and I was trying to remember. Like, I don't think I ever actually got to meet her. But uh, sad deal. We still send our condolences out to her family and all our friends out there that uh, worked with her. So um, kind of a bummer. Sorry to bring the show in on that. But uh, how you been doing? I've been okay. Um, I've been good. I'm busy. This is right now. So it's weird. Things have been kind of slow. I intentionally made this year a little slow for myself starting off just because I needed to chill. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to slow down for a minute. Things were, I was getting really burnt out and it was becoming like very problematic. Um, but right now things are starting to pick up again and I've got kind of one of those weird like two week stretches coming up of just like no days off and just nonstop. So yeah. Well, congrats on finishing school. Technically I have one more class. I was supposed <sighs> to finish. I was supposed to be done, but I fucked up my schedule. So what, what are you, what's the, what's the end game? What's the degree or whatever you're going for here? Um, it's an associate's degree in music business, basically. Oh, okay. Um, so. Well, what are some stuff, uh, that you can tell me because we want to try to build this gig? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you want to know? There's oh, so much stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. What do you want to know? <laughs> can you narrow it down? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this, uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks, I've, I've, talked to some musicians and seen some feedback on the on the socials and the instagrams and the this is and that's and there's been kind of some a lot of negative feedback for some of these the uh, uh package deals that are becoming available and uh, one that i saw was um basically an opportunity to possibly get seen for a price and i'm like oh that's a nice fancy way of saying pay to play yeah and the most frustrating <laughs> thing about that oh my god that whole situation was a shit show but it was so frustrating because yeah this venue essentially made this post and it said in the post like a hundred dollars whatever like yeah. it went through all these details our membership this is a membership that you'd be doing and it literally said bands 
with this membership have a significantly higher chance of being booked as openers. Like that is what it said in the original post. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like I have a screenshot of it on my phone. Red flags abound, baby. Right. So <laughs> they took that post down and essentially spent like a whole day just getting slammed by every musician in the state of Oklahoma. And then the next day, like this is the part that really like blew my mind because I didn't share it initially because I was like, this seems this is getting handled. I don't feel like I need to contribute to this conversation. <laughs> like, <laughs> But I didn't share it initially. And then the next day after all this happened, they made another post basically saying like, oh, well, the person who made that post just misunderstood what we meant. And you don't have to pay to like be on the list to maybe get picked as an opener. But we are offering this free membership. And that it just and then it, like, it, it, <sighs> yeah, it just seems it seems dirty. It well, just it seems the membership is covering things like your name on a show poster. Excuse me. What? Since when do openers have to pay for that? That's ridiculous. I'm 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 I'm. I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself and talk over myself because I'm glad you're on the show because we have this idea to build a show of our own. Yeah. And so when you see things like this out there that get such a reaction, it naturally makes me want to say, all right, now, if we were to set this up, how would we avoid those types of things? And like, mostly it's about communicating with your artist and actually setting up a deal. Uh, these broad package things uh, to me i don't i don't like it now and i didn't like it when i was trying to be an active musician it just seems like you're you're just backed into a corner it's exploitive like, yeah it is <laughs> literally yeah. and so when it comes to building a show what are some aspects that you bring to the table or that you would put into your package deal to offer an artist that would avoid that type of stuff so- like here's the main thing that i and this is what i tried to like do with the last event that i put together and it's kind of, it just comes from my perspective as an artist and like what I like out of gigs and stuff like that. But I feel like a lot of venues like tend to view artists as like, not like the bad guy, but like they kind of view it as like an on the clock employee. Like, and I've even like, there's an venue I think we talked about last time I was here that I don't play at anymore because like they literally like, that's kind of how they were treating me. Like I'm there punching the clock for them. And You have to understand that, like, as long as you create something that artists want to participate in, it's not that hard. Just do something that people uh, like think is cool and want to be part of and then treat them with respect. Yeah. And like, (laughs) it's really, really simple. And artists and musicians and people in this industry tend to be like really emotional. Like, that's a thing. Like, we're all a little bit dramatic and crazy and can be difficult to work with. But like, it's not I don't know. Like I said, I just think it's really simple. Like you just do something people want to participate in and then be nice to them and treat them like people. Yeah. And like with the last event I did, like I did have some budget, some limitations with my budget and I didn't try and like bullshit anyone. I said, hey, this is all I can afford to pay you. If you're not interested, I completely understand. You know, like transparency goes a long way with that sort of thing. And I feel like that's something that's lacking in situations like that. Because, again, they tried to, like, backtrack and, like, like obviously you're not being direct about whatever yeah. it is you want to do and why you're doing it. Yeah. That part is clear just by the fact that you've had to make this many posts and stuff's been deleted and you're trying to throw employees under the bus. <laughs> yeah, just about face and say, hey, guys, we fucked up. And how about we get some feedback from artists and we let's let's find a way to make this happen. Because we've said it before during our interactions of building a show is – it's not the talent pool that we're lacking. It's it's the structure of making it work between the venue management and the artists themselves. It's like you said, it seems like there's a lot of walls up. It's becoming uh combative. 
in a weird way. And it's like, we're supposed to be doing business together. Come on, guys. It is. It's frustrating. And I think a lot of it just stems from like people not really fully like our lack of industry means people don't understand the industry. Like it's hard to build something that's from nothing. Um, And then there are people who try to apply. I mean, music business is a business, but it's not the same as other businesses. So you have people that say, well, I know how to run a bar. How much harder can it be to like dip my foot into this part of it too? And like, no, like it's not, (laughs) it's so much harder because as I said, like we are emotional creatures. (laughs) Like if the music business, like relationships are a big part of that, knowing how to manage those relationships and build those relationships and not, you know. (laughs) Well, and, and the idea of long thinking longevity, like Mm -hmm. if you see an artist that has a spark and it's, it's, there's potential there, you can, Go, you can do business together over the long term and make profit. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to fuck that artist over because of one night, one one night of you had a bigger cash flow, ooh, blah, 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 blah. well, then you just ruined it. Well, and we all know there's dozens and dozens and dozens of factors that go into whether a show draws or not, anyways. Literally, the weather can affect yeah. your draw. Yeah. Like. Oh, it affected this last week. <laughs> we, I, we bought, my wife bought me tickets to Rival Sons for my birthday this month, and I love Rival Sons. And but we had a severe weather come through that night. We were in shelter, but the show went on. And I'm like, fuck it, that just happens sometimes. It you, does. It's like ah! there's so many things that go into it, and like other events that are going on, and especially when you get into like small venues. Like if there's a massive concert that everybody wants to see, like your bar might be empty that night because everyone's seeing that concert, not because of the person that you booked to come play on that night. You know. Well, that's one thing I want to get into with you on this show. Is is um. Well, let's give an overview of kind of where we're at because we're just sort of piecing it together literally from nothing. And it's like, uh, so the idea is an acoustic evening, uh, leaning towards likely being female headlining. Um, what about an, I was, I don't think we've talked about a, a comic opener. I know of several female comedians. So I like that idea. I think instead, if, especially though, if it's going to be like a bill with multiple artists on it, right? So there's going to be like different sets. I would almost think it'd be cooler to do like a comic or a comedian. Um, my brain, sorry. Like an MC type thing. Thank you. Okay. No, no, no I'm, I'm with you. I was like, I can't words. I got stoned <laughs> in my car before I came in here, and so hey, like, we agreed like, uh, we weren't going to do that no, no more. We agreed you weren't oh, like an MC that would. Uh, <laughs> I didn't agree to anything. Jeez. It's like an MC that would come up and just talk in between the while they're doing the setups and stuff. And I think that's something and, that could be really yeah. cool. Um, yeah. And also would just be a good way because it's fun to watch how our, our comedy, our comedy community here is growing, too. Yeah, it is. Um, that's been so much fun to watch. And I love anything where you can kind of like tie those communities together. They're very close minded people. Um, comics who sit down and actually write their bits and mm-hmm. work out bits are very close in personality with songwriters yeah. when you talk to them. And it's it's just that creative process, I think. But. I mean, yeah, but even to that, like, we, I think we talked about a, like a 150 to 200 cap room. Not, mm-hmm. I mean, at least to start things off. If, if that way, if it does fall on its face, you know, we, it's not so, you know, it's not nothing to write home about either way. Yeah. Success or failure, at least the first going out. But who's our audience? And it's a female headlining acoustic gig, I would think, a couple hours, three tops. Yeah. Um, I, I would, Say from experience, uh, you're you're probably going to be selling to um, exhausted parents, maybe date night type thing. I think that's going to be part of it. 
Um, I think also that like, because I know we talked about this before about, um, what was it? About women. How, how do you get women to come out hey, and watch yeah. other women? But I really do think that we're at a time right now when like women really want to support each other. We have, we've been, we've been through it this last year or so. Um, and I know from like, like I did an all female event last month and I was not surprised by like how excited people were, but it was like very refreshing to see like how excited people were just to hear that there was like an all girl show happening. Um, I had a couple of people, I don't know if they actually did. I don't think they did, but like really trying to figure out how to like travel two hours to like, you know, middle of nowhere, Oklahoma yeah. to watch the show <laughs> just because it was an all girl show. And it was very exciting. And it was also something that all of the artists were really excited to participate in as well. Um, how many, yeah, that was a pretty big lineup you, you put together there on that one, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So with that, I did basically two groups song swapping. Um, and it was three in the first group, two in the second. So there were five artists total. How long did it go for? Um, it was about three hours. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's one thing I was uh, kind of thinking about too, is some of the, especially coming out of COVID a couple years ago, it seemed like everything became this huge ordeal, these massive three day festival type things. And it's like, I don't, I just got burned out on it. I'm like, I, I can't, I can't. I went to Norman music fest and I was like, the only reason I went to that, to that is because I was able to come home at the end of it. Every time yeah. I couldn't do all those, but yeah, two, three hours, get people out of the house and, and acoustic shows and it's acoustic and it's songwriter night. So it's like, you're definitely, you're, you're trying to market to a, probably a more particular music listener too i would think maybe it's weird because there's so many like acoustic songwriter nights but there's like so many different i feel like there's so much of it is what we t typically see is just a standard like like song swaps like ah, blah, my brain okay <laughs> it's just a show you know what i mean like yeah. a few songwriters get up and do a set a few songwriters get up and do a set you know um but there's not a lot of like what you're talking about, like having a comedian come in and you know what I mean? And I forgot where I was going with this. I started to ramble on this thought and now my brain's like, what were we even about to, what did you even ask? What were we even talking about? Well, as far <laughs> as like, who are we selling to? Who, yes. Who's our, who's our audience? After that, um, something got me going about acoustic songwriter nights. I don't Never know. Mind. It's, I'm not, I'm not inside your head. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. But I, I mean, singer songwriters. This it even looks different. I guess is is what I would say. Like if you go to Nashville on a singer songwriter night, it even looks different to to walk in and see it out there versus a walking in here. And one thing I want to avoid with this is I want to avoid putting on a show in a bar that happens to have live music. I want to go for a venue that might just happen to serve alcohol. I remember what it was now. Go for it. Let's do it. Because you said we're looking for a particular type of listener. Yes. And yeah, exactly. So you want people that are really there for like this, that yeah, are going to be like really into like singer songwriters, which that sounds so vague and not helpful. I'm trying to think of a way to like articulate that without, with it making sense, but I can't. Well, it's hard to make it sound without being rude to the average music listener i'd say most people that are going to come out to a singer songwriter night are probably a little more in depth with 
what they like about the music. See, and maybe, but like also I think if we're going an all girl an all girls angle, which is what I was getting at when I started rambling a second ago. See how long it's taken me to get this one thought formed. And hey, that's not even just the weed. That's we're normal. not even halfway through. It's my normal day. <laughs> this is just me day. trying to form a thought on a normal day. But um yeah, so I think though if we're gonna go with an all girls angle that it's not necessarily going to just be about like getting people out there are going to like appreciate original music. Um, I think one thing that it would really benefit us to consider is that like there are so many different styles of music in Oklahoma. And like for me, for a long time, I was like, oh, I guess like this really like extra country ish, like red dirt thing is the only kind of original music people make here because like that's all I was ever around in live music settings. Yeah. And then like, I went to the deli one day and was like, what is this? (laughs) What? It was like walking into a whole new universe. I was like, it's like a whole different type of songwriter they breed out here in Norman. What's going on? And like, if you go to different like little corners, different little communities, you're going to find that everywhere. And I think that with an event like this, it's not necessarily about like getting people out that are going to appreciate their original music, but like creating an experience, pairing artists together, tapping into those different styles of music. And creating something that's unique enough and diverse enough that even for just an average music listener, you can still appreciate what's going on and that it's a unique experience you're not going to see everywhere else. Well said. Thanks. See, it took me 10 minutes hey, to say that. <laughs> if that's what it takes to, to wind that up, very, very well done. That's right. <laughs> it's me literally just trying to write an essay in my brain on the spot. It's fine. Everything's you did, fine. You did great. Yeah, I took the words right out of my mouth. I'm like, I think, I think we can probably I'm, do business here. I'm literally like uh, currently trying to get Carter Combs. Like, uh, I'm in talks with uh, with James Nim, uh, and he's going to put me in. Or we're going to have a meeting with the uh, the guy that does the speakeasy, mm-hmm. and we're going to have a show with Carter. But I was like, but Carter's like, but yeah. But the big problem is that I don't know any bands that can play with me, and I'm like. I got about 10 that I, in my head that I'm thinking about yeah. that I'm like, I could put you all three together, like three bands and we can have a show and just do it. You know, that's but, another thing though. Uh, do you have, you have full bands set or just, do you have Nikki and Cody and then Nikki Jackson? Do you have so many? There's so it gets so confusing. So I have Nikki and Cody and there's a Nikki and Cody band. And then there's Nikki Jackson ensemble, which is like my full band thing. Would you, if we get this thing together, how would you want, would you think singer-songwriter maybe first, or would you maybe try to, to go with the full band? Because the, the people we have in mind to add to this all have a full band. It depends on who the artist would be, um, I think. Because, like, there's some singer-songwriters that's, like, if you pair them together, like, if you put them together on a bill acoustic, it makes a lot of sense and it blends very well. But if you put them on a bill together full band, it might get kind of weird. Um so it would really just depend on like who that final like lineup is going to be. Well, I, I I like the idea of starting with like a singer songwriter kind of acoustic thing, just because it's lower, <laughs> lower yeah. risk. Yeah, oh no, that's, <laughs> because that's, my that's, instinct <laughs> is to be like, what's the safest option? This is still a new thing for me. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I like the idea of starting with that because it's a lower risk, and you do have a little more freedom in terms of like what artists you you can get on a bill once you actually start booking and locking in dates, and people really know like if they're available or not. Um, I just, but a band show would be really cool too. <laughs> so I, I, I brought it up because, uh, Bailey, Bailey Gilbert, shout out to her. She was on the show before Norman music fest. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Bailey. She's great. She's awesome. And, and we played a couple of her songs and, and, uh, like, that's, I think that would pair really good. And, and that's when I talked to you, I'm like, I bet we can get her interested How about that. And then we went and seen her at Norman music fest and I'm like, 
Oh, she's like got some rock. She's like got some rock and roll stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, she's amazing. So <laughs> it's like a lot she of options. Fuck around. A lot of <laughs> options. But I mean, you could you could put her up on an acoustic thing. She can do that, and you get her with an electric guitar, and she's jamming. She's amazing either way. Yeah. So uh, how does this how does this uh, look like as far as rounding out? Uh, uh, list of artists. I mean, let's 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 do this so I can start reaching out to them. I mean, I got Bailey interested. I had never closed her or sold it to her. I just told her we were trying to round this out, and she said she'd be interested. Mm-hmm. Then we got to get a timeline, but yeah. you know, whatever. But definitely, I liked her a lot. As far as if we were to do like a a female centric mm-hmm. set, I think, and like you said, you want to take everybody on a ride by offering a. Even if they're up there with an acoustic guitar, you have some that are a lot more fast tempo. You have some that are the heartbreak songs, and it's like you want to take that on a ride. <clears throat> so who would we uh, – we got you. We got uh, tentatively Bailey. So who would be a third a third or fourth maybe to round that out? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Oh, you sent me a name, but I don't remember who it was. I have Shit. like uh... – I should have brought my computer. I have like a whole. Yeah, I'm I literally sure. have a spreadsheet. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. I literally have a spreadsheet of just like every female artist in Oklahoma that I have been able to like come across on the internet. Oh, I'll show you one. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll show you a spreadsheet. Oh, I'll show you a spreadsheet I was given, and it's it's Jade, intense. Intense. Jade Castle. Oh, I love her. She's amazing. I've not had a chance to. Uh... She's oh, that would be interesting too uh, with me and Bailey because she's a lot more like. Um, I almost said songwritery, which would have been the least helpful fucking. <laughs> Can, I don't know if I could be any less descriptive when I start talking about songwriters because everything is just it's very songwritery or it's very songwriterish. But she is um, like heartbreaky. Um, it's a lot more. It's more pop and like piano. Oh, okay. Piano-y, oh, kind okay. Of like come up malaise. Yeah, but we, she, she has a song called Rain Song, and it's just like my favorite rainy day song. Just puts me in like the best, happiest little like mellow mood, you know. I don't know. Well, I'll reach out to her. Um, Do it. You know where she's? Is she Norman OKC or just um somewhere in I there? I don't know what part of the metro she's in because she kind of just plays all over. So, but I know she's somewhere. In, she's somewhere in the metro. <laughs> oh no, I'll, I'll reach out and or nearby. <laughs> try to uh, listen to what she's got, and then we'll stack the uh, sets together. I know I'll talk to. Uh, Lenny or some of the co- comics out there that maybe put us in touch with some female comedians that will be open to do an MC thing. <clears throat> well, shit, Nikki, I bet we got a little bit of a show going on here. I really, yeah, I think so. I think that'd be cool. There's what are some, some of your favorite rooms that you played that would be a good? What's this? Play, Blair's out in the middle of fucking nowhere, and yeah, Chickasha's out in the middle of fucking nowhere. We and need it's to like, find something <clears throat> in the city. Yeah. Um. It or, just depends on what you're wanting because you're not wanting like a bar that does like music all the time, which I agree that would be a bad idea. We got the theater here in Norman, but eh, I saw Megan there at Norman Music Fest. It's a little more than a hundred cap. I think it's it's that would be uh, we'd have to really hustle to sell that one. Um, there's a new venue. I've, there's a venue that opened up recently. It's oh, it's it's a sm- it's a 420 venue though. So hey, um, but if you're down to do something like that, that'd be worth checking out. It's just called the venue. Um, it's in a very strange area attached to a dispensary at <laughs> an arcade, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's easier, like, it sounds weird, but it's really cool. Like, we went on opening day um, and played, and it's a very, it's, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it's a very interesting vibe, but it's really neat. Um, and I think that's something that could be very cool for, like, original artists. Where's that? That's, like, up on, like, Meridian? Um, it's on t- t- 10th and 
Portland, I think. So it's right there in the middle of it, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll check, reach out to them. Um, yeah, and I have a contact um, for it I can give you. Okay. Yeah, we'll get that after this. Um, yeah, that's, man, it's, it's, that's one of the things that, uh, I'll have to really get with Jan as far as the room. And then actually when it comes time to actually putting it together, how's the room going to sound? I mean, rooms, a lot of rooms can look good and then you get a PA in there and you're like, Oh, this sounds like a pillow is over the speaker. Like what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that particular venue actually has like sound. They have a house PA. Oh, okay. um, and someone trained to run it. So, um, well, I know I, I talked to Christoph Murdoch here in town, and he runs a couple of acoustic things. He's got a spot over by the high school. I think it's like a hundred cap tops, but it's actually a gaming center. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he's put on some shows there, and I'm like, I don't know. It's just location, and it's it's so much more that really goes into these things. And mm-hmm. it's like, I hadn't really, I've, I've always said shit like that and never really had to do the work. Uh-huh. And now I'm actually having to do the work. It's like, Oh fuck. There's, there's way more that goes into this crap. There's a lot of boxes to check for sure. Um, and, and uh, yeah. And then when it comes to venue, like and different venues mm. sound different for like the quality of sound yeah. that we get for each type of music. So some of them, they sound really good with metal music and some of them sound really good with acoustics, but they don't, sound if you do the other way around you know like they sound horrible so i would say that i would be much more interested in a um a room that is has seats and stuff like that but i mean we can obviously we can make it work like a room like the resonator it's like a it's an art house it's a long room but it's kind of narrow and we see we see shows out there every now and then and it's it seems like all right but kind of just an open space too Mm -hmm. So when you bring people in, you want to you want to make sure you're guiding them. You want to make it seem like they have free reign, but you're also guiding them exactly where you want them to be and yeah. and keep everything kind of under control. That's definitely something we're going to have to dig into there. But I'll I'll uh yeah I'll holler at you about the venue here. I haven't really done a deep dive on rooms. I've I had a few that I've kind of popped up and thought about, but I haven't reached out to any. But I know Legends and Chickasha is getting all kind of hype right now, but it seemed like they're more of kind of a rock venue. Put on uh, Hollis played there and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. a little more loud and rowdy bar venue type thing. But I don't know. <sighs> I guess we're going to stick to the I-35 corridor then. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do a song break. Take a little break. Uh, I'm not going to smoke any weed but you're welcome to if you want to <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna we're gonna do bad habits and then uh what's the other one uh songbird songbird is that right yep all right hold on cue them up everybody out there this is bad habits and songbird by Nikki jackson
That was Songbird, or the first one was Bad Habits and Songbird by Nikki Jackson. Bad Habits is a very, very, or they're both very good songs, but Bad Habits is definitely a popular one in, in our household around here. So you're welcome for that. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> ah, 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 that was great. Ah. Well, um, I mean, where do we go from here? I mean, we got a we got a bit of an idea. We got some structure going on. I'm thinking we'll have uh, three three acts so far. We have um, uh, Jade tentatively, Jade Castle, Bailey Gilbert, and Nikki Jackson on the set list with a comic MC in between. Those are all original songwriters, right? I don't yes. know much about Jade. Yeah, she's got some amazing original music. Okay, that's how I would try to sell it to the masses. Like if if. Because like I said, you're, you're trying to get a particular music person in there. I don't want to sell tickets to someone who doesn't want to fucking be there. Like, no. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to sell something that, is not, that it's not. But uh, I think we can do something with that. You know, we need to maybe over the next couple months, we'll both start checking out venues and talking to people and seeing and come back together and see what we can make happen. Sounds like a plan. So we'll talk about this honky tonk Wednesdays before we get out of here. Yes. Okay. So this is so I can't believe I almost forgot to tell you about this <laughs> because it's when I say like we have been talking about doing this for like I think Cody the first time he brought it up was like during the can shut down in 2020. That's oh, yeah? how long we've been talking about this. And basically, we just started a a I don't know. It's funny because like all the all the country music purists are out there being like honky tonk in nineties country isn't the same thing. And you're right. And I don't fucking care because <laughs> we're calling it we're calling it a honky tonk nineties <laughs> country band. And every Wednesday we play at JR's Pub and Grill and more. And our friend Craig comes out and teaches dance lessons between sets during the break. Honky tonk Wednesdays, seven thirty at JR's Pub and Grill. It's very, like, I know I'm giving a really shitty description, but it's because it makes me so excited that I can't talk. <laughs> like, that's how awesome it is. If you like 90s country, you should you should be there. Well, who's, some- who's all the players in the, you got a whole band going or? Yeah, it's a whole thing. So, um, Cody and I are co-fronting. So, like, I basically don't have to do anything except show up and grab a microphone. <laughs> it's the easiest gig I've ever done in my life. Maybe that's why it's so exciting. Um, because it's the least work I've ever had to put into a show. Um, but we're co-fronting and he's playing guitar. And then, uh, our friend Colby, who actually, he plays with Cody, um, and Holly Beth's band. Oh, okay. um, but he's playing drums for us. And then, um, you know, Kenneth from bottom of the barrel band. Yeah. He's our bass player. Really? Yes. It's he's, amazing. He's great. Yeah. So again, I love it. Cause I don't really have to do anything <laughs> like they all between the three of them. Like I can just do nothing and it sounds fantastic. Um, and then we have kind of rotating players coming in and out too. Like uh, this past Wednesday, we had Lane Hawkins come play fiddle for us. Nice. Um, and then like the week before, Nathan, whose last name I can't remember, came and played pedal steel. What's his last name? He plays with Megan. You may have seen him before. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's just been a really cool thing. So I'm really excited to see where it goes from here. But yeah <laughs> awesome well no we'll, we'll be in touch and uh i look forward to working with you and, and and how we can kind of bring all this together um yeah let's uh let's maybe get 
reconnect here in about a couple months or whatever, middle of summer, and and see if we got a better, uh, more clear focus, and then we can start talking. You know, budgets and business side of things. Yeah, I think first things first, we need to find a venue. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, no, that, that's that's the next next step. I I totally agree. But yeah. um, yeah. and app, app, app budget will be shortly behind that yep. because. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least then we'll have a better idea of like what our budget needs to look yeah. like. So. Yeah, totally. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for and having me. Good luck. For the next couple months through the summer, man, I hope everything takes off for you guys. I'm sure it will be a good old time. Jonathan, if people are out there hearing this, want to help us maybe build this gig, and uh, donations to the show will directly go towards help building this gig. I can say that. Um, how can they do that? So the Look What Your Shop podcast, we run on uh, the Value for Value system and sponsorship. So if you want to sponsor a show, you can reach out to me at john at com or Brad on Instagram page, and then we can talk sponsorship. Um, and then the three T's are time, talent, and treasure. So we value everybody's time for listening. We know that there's millions of podcasts out there. There's actually very few local music podcasts, and there was a period of time of, of the last few months where we were in the top 500 podcasts for music. So uh, I think that that's a pretty big deal considering the fact that we're up against a lot of podcasts. Um, and then uh, and second T is, is talent. So if you're an artist and you want to be on the show or if you work inside the music industry and you want to be on the show, you can reach out to me at john at the local com or Brad on our Instagram page. And uh, then we can get you set up to possibly be on the show. Uh, the third T is treasure. So if you want to help us out with the show, uh, then you can go over there um, uh, on our, our uh, website and there's a, a tab that says donate. We also have a link tree um, on our Instagram page bio that um, has all of our different ways that you can donate. Um, and, and also I also have take other types of donations, which is like helping us figure out this video thing or other types of things you want to help us out with. So any advice or any type of information you can give us that, that puts us to our next steps, then that'd be greatly appreciated. Thank you for listening. All right. Like always, we'll leave you like this one more time. We love y'all. We'll see y'all. Bye-bye.